to the Perspective Maintenance Podcast, where we approach topics from different perspectives to help us get unstuck. I'm John Chow, and my unique life experiences have caused me to cultivate a unique skill set with people. This is a podcast for those who want to get unstuck and or for those who want to stay unstuck as they help others get unstuck because they know how it feels to be stuck. I know that a big part of your desire to get unstuck is because being stuck has kept you from finding out what your full potential is. And it frustrates you knowing what you're capable of, but not being able to achieve it. When we're stuck, among other things, we have a shorter fuse, we overthink, and we're emotionally lost, leading us to indecision or poor choices, which means that we're not able to show up as our best selves when it matters the most and to those who deserve it the most. I have successfully coached people who didn't think they could find a way forward because I have perspectives that most people don't see and insights that most people don't have. This podcast is called Perspective Maintenance because if you find your perspective is out of tune, then it's time for some maintenance. Welcome back to our mini-series of the 10 Guiding Principles of Living an Unstuck Life. Today, we're going to cover guiding principle number six, which is always play offense. Now, it's been tricky knowing how to order these guiding principles because all of them are so important. (laughs) And so it's been really hard to figure out which one should come first. And in this case, you'll see today that one of the books that I'm going to refer to, they actually make this point the very first point. So I apologize to you if you feel like this came late, but there is so much value out of this guiding principle that I think you're going to get a ton of value out of. Now, one of the biggest reasons why we may feel stuck often is because we're waiting for things to happen to us. This is called playing defense. Literally, when when we're playing defense, we're responding to what somebody else is doing and then planning our move based off of their move. The things that I can think of right off the bat is in American football, there's the offensive line and then there's the defensive line. The defensive line has to read what the other team's offensive line is doing in order to defend against them trying to score a point. Now, this is universal across life, not just in sports. And we're going to take a look at that because whether it is chess or sports or in business, it is a principle in life that When we make the first move, it allows us to have remarkable advantages that we wouldn't have otherwise. People get into this situation, and you might have been in it as well, I know I have, where it's called analysis paralysis. We are spending so much time just trying to figure out what is going on and analyze everything in the surroundings so that we can make the best possible decision. But that also means that we could completely get paralyzed by just watching the market or watching our audience and trying to respond to what it is that we think they quote, quote, want, when in reality, they most of the time have no idea what it is that they want. In fact, it's the opposite. One of my favorite quotes is, if you build it, they will come. And so majority of the time, and we've seen this over and over again with surveys, people have no idea what they want. The fashion industry is a great example. People have no idea what it is that they want until they see it on a mannequin, until they see it in a photo shoot. And they'll be like, oh, this color and that pattern goes together? No way. And if we were to just describe it to them, they'll be like, wow, no, that wouldn't work at all. 
But if we show somebody what it is that they could potentially have, then they will want it. Playing offense is always better than playing defense. So today we're going to cover what happens when we are in defense mode, the advantages of playing offense, and how to play offense. Now, one of my other favorite quotes, and I put that recently on my Instagram, is a quote from Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee is infamous for being, at the time where he came to the U.S., there was a huge amount of stereotype against Asians. And so everything was actually stacked against Bruce Lee to perform well. Everything was stacked against him to be in Hollywood, to have martial arts films, to do all of these things because that was not even close to being the norm at that period of time. But he had a phenomenal attitude. And this was one of his life models. And I quote, To hell with circumstances, I create opportunities. Think about that for a sec. He could have shown up and said, yes, I am movie star quality. Yes, I am the best martial artist of all time. This is so wild to me. He is known in history as one of the best martial artists of all time, except he's never really competed. There is probably only footage of one bout, one fight that he's been in. But otherwise, it's all about how he showed other people what he was capable of doing about him being in a situation where he created opportunities for himself by not just waiting around for somebody to notice how great he was, but instead he went out there and he created the opportunity for people to see how great he is and therefore had opportunities to be in movies, had opportunities to be involved in speaking situations and to create this amazing business and training and had tons of students because of all of that. And so what happens when we're in defensive mode is exactly the first part. It is waiting for things to come to us. Looking at the circumstances and literally just waiting around, this could be at work where we're working really, really hard and we might be pre uh, presenting ourselves in a wonderful way in our team because we're known and go as the go-to person. But if we're waiting just for our boss to recognize us and give us that promotion, oftentimes that might not come at all. And when we are in then defense mode, a lot of times we are literally putting ourselves in a situation where we're waiting for something to happen and then knowing how to respond to that. Think about that in a short period of time. If we were to do that, there it's basically fight or flight, right? We're waiting for somebody to, to do something and then we will decide what we will do after that. The fight or flight mode in our body causes adrenaline to go up, causes our cortisol levels to go up physically we're in a very different mode than we would be in otherwise and then we decide what to do next now in a very short period of time that's not a terrible thing but if we allow ourselves to be in this mode constantly think about the and i think about actually a particular friend that i have that i love dearly her husband is in a very difficult situation and there may be some mental health issues involved, but he literally is one day tells her that he loves her. Another day tells her that he doesn't want to be with her. One day says that he wants to, you know, do all these things with her. And the other day just ignores her completely. And she is in survival mode. She is constantly just waiting for the other shoe to drop. She is unfortunately every single day waking up thinking, okay, what's going to happen today? And that's a terrible place to be. 
And it's not her fault in one sense. It is her being in a very tough situation. And we have this all over. And so if you are in a tough situation like this and you don't know what to do, I'd like to take a moment just to invite you to reach out to me. One of the things that none of us can do, including myself, is to have perspective outside of our own perspective. <laughs> it's quite challenging. I can't see what I can't see. That is why it's called a blind spot. And you also can't see what you cannot see as well. So if you are having a difficult time with a challenge, then please reach out to me, especially on Instagram. It's very easy to get a hold of me. My Instagram handle is the John Collective. Now, what happens is when we're constantly in survival mode, that causes physically our hair falls out, we're in bad moods all the time, and that is not the way to live life. So then we need to look at being in offense mode. And before I tell you how to play offense, I really want to tell you about the advantages of playing offense. Because it's really hard to be convinced of changing up our lifestyle, of changing how we approach things if we don't see the value of what's going to happen when we do change it. So here are a couple of different things that are related to playing offense. And playing offense literally is us choosing what we're going to do in a situation before we let that situation come to us. So when we're playing offense, though, let's say in business, where we hit the market before other people do, what we're capable of doing is we have the element of surprise on our hand. So whether it is a tough conversation that we need to have with our boss, or, you know, let's say something happened at work, and you found out about it before your boss did, and you know it's only a matter of time before your boss finds out about it too, well, playing offense is going to your boss first and making sure that you go with a solution to the problem that is already expecting to happen. So before they hear the bad news, they already hear an answer or a solution to the problem that is coming and that it will be handled not uh, it will be handled by you very well. So not only then do you look like you save yourself from getting in trouble with the problem happening, you are also looking like a hero because you were proactive and you took the initiative to play offense and you handled the situation extremely well. The element of surprise then is a huge advantage to us where we then get to make the first move we get to choose how other people then respond to a situation instead of being the other way around. One of the other ways that the, which is a huge advantage of playing offense is exactly what Bruce Lee said. We create opportunities for ourselves. I heard a story recently where there was a couple who went to Maui and they were upgraded to the presidential suite and they were given a free personal chef for five days while they were there. And they were kind of like, Oh, uh, so lucky. I can't believe this happened. It's so wonderful. And their coach asked them essentially, oh, well, what is what did you do to cause this these great upgrades to happen? And they said, oh, nothing. We, we just showed up. And then so they thought about it. They went backwards and backwards. And it turns out that 10 years prior, when they went to Maui, they hand wrote cards to every single person that was serving them in that location. And it left such a deep impression that the same manager was still working at that hotel 10 years later and remembered them. And when they, the booking came in, 
that manager remembered them. And when they showed up, he says, well, usually our presidential suite is packed and is booked constantly, but there's nobody here this week. Why don't I give it to you? And so it's something that they did 10 years ago. They played offense. We have no idea how the things that we do playing offense with the elements of, of surprise. Maybe this involves delighting other people. Throwback to guiding principle number one. Ha, there is an element of us not knowing what circumstances we are or opportunities we are creating for ourselves. And literally, they were at the restaurant and they were eating dinner that night. And the chef was there and they paid a compliment to him and they asked him questions and found out about his story and had a great time just interacting with him. And he was so delighted by that, that he said to them, oh, usually I'm booked for people this week because there are all these important people that come. But this week I have nobody. And so why don't I come and cook for you this week? Just insane. They created opportunities for themselves by being these people that just literally took every opportunity to engage with people, to show them that they cared about them. This is what it means to play offense. So let's get into then, how do we actually play offense? Playing offense means two particular things that I wanted to bring up to you. The first one is taking control of a specific situation by guiding others of the perceptions that they would have of them. And we talked about this earlier. If as if your boss was about to hear some bad news and you heard it first and you guided the conversation in a way where you solved an issue before the issue even arrived, then you guided the perspective, perspective of your boss. Instead of thinking of you as a delinquent, you are now being seen as a problem solver who takes initiative. Well, this could also work with stereotypes. So one of my favorite books, and I mentioned this before, is Edge Turning Adversity into Advantage. The author of this is a professor at Harvard Business School. She is a young Asian woman. And the very first day that she went into her very first class as a professor, most of the students mistook her for the tech person who came in to set up the equipment because she didn't, quote, quote, seem like the average professor. And so seeing that that happened, she went into every single one of her other classes now and used her humor to joke about how she knows that she doesn't look like the average professor, but trust me, you're going to get the best education experience out of this class. And she guided people based off of a stereotype that she knows some people would have of her, and she guided them away from the stereotype and into the direction of how she wanted them to see her because she took the initiative, and she played offense. This is a beautiful thing that happens all the time. And this could happen in situations with us as well. I was on a podcast recently uh, with that is related to authenticity. I gave her a shout out in an earlier episode. It's the podcast Authenticate. And she is pivoting a little bit to talk about marriage and parenting. And both of these things are very, very big topics that have been on my heart for a very long time. I've taken a very long time to study, to read books, to talk to people, to learn about marriage and parenting so that when I get to that place, I could handle it as best possible. But she asked me these questions on our podcast. And one of the first things that I said was a disclaimer. And I said, I know you guys are thinking, why is this guy who's single talking to me about parenting and about marriage. <laughs> and I gave them the precursor 
with my dad being a pastor and me having overheard a ton of counseling that had happened in our house and me spending a lot of time with great fathers or great husbands learning about their key to the success of being a great parent or being a great husband. And just because I don't have hands-on experience in that particular way, it doesn't mean I don't have great information and knowledge to share to other people to help them. So when we guide other people into the perspective or perception of what they, we want them to see of us, we are playing offense. The second way of playing offense is to be proactive. And this is a term that is coined by Stephen Covey. He is a wonderful man who wrote the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It was one of the first books that I read way back about personal development. And this was his very, very first point in the book. So I feel a bit guilty <laughs> that this uh, guiding principle wasn't guiding principle number one because it's so genius. He talks about being proactive as being somebody who takes the initiative. And so many times we think we understand what it means to take the initiative, but we don't. There were a couple of years ago where I worked at a men's custom suiting company. And literally I was running the front of house. I took care of all the sales and I taught people how to do sales. And I was working so much with that to help increase the sales of the store that I didn't have any time to learn how to measure. And when the director came around, I said, I really, really want to learn how to measure. And he looked at me dead in the eyes. And he says, you actually don't want to learn how to measure. And I was like, you don't know me. <laughs> don't try to tell me what I want and I don't want. But he looked at me with a, because I had a confused look in my face as I was having this internal dialogue. And he said to me, John, if you really wanted to learn how to measure, you would have taken every opportunity when things were quiet to be in the back and learn how to measure and ask questions and do all these things. Your lack of taking initiative tells me that you're not actually that interested in measuring. And I was like, oh, damn. Here I was waiting for you to tell me when was a good time for me to learn and do it in a more structured way. When in reality, I could have taken the advantage, the uh, initiative the whole time to play offense and learn how to measure. And so I'm taking being proactive to a whole new level now. Because when we take the initiatives, we create opportunities for ourselves. I know I'm repeating a lot of this, but this is a paradigm shift that needs to happen and repetition allows for it to happen. So Stephen Covey says, let's turn the statements that we say to ourselves and turn it into something else. So he says, let's turn the statements if only... If only I had more financial resources, then I would take care of my health better because I would have more money to buy organic food, whatever it is. Or let's turn the phrase, I can't. I can't learn how to measure right now because I'm too busy selling and helping other people learn how to sell, which is another excuse. Or let's turn the phrase, I have to. Oh, I have to do all these different things right now instead of the idea of I get to. And these are things that you've heard before. But I need to say it again, because until your paradigm shifts, you will be playing defense. And that is not a great place to be. And I don't want you to be there because that is where you could get stuck. And so instead, we can turn these statements around and look for the way that we can make the difference. I'll give you one more example. My friend Tara Walsh has a dog, um, amazing dog cookbook, 
recipe book. And she makes these incredible meals for her dogs. And they have gone from being relatively unhealthy when she rescued them to being dogs that are thriving right now with health. But what did she do? She took the initiative. She found ways to find food at grocery stores that would be able to fit into her budget. And there are all these creative solutions now of how to be able to provide amazing, healthy food for her dogs, but at the cost of way less than people might have thought. So instead of thinking, if only I had more resources, she took, took the initiative and found a way out and to do things in a way that could still work. What a brilliant way to take the initiative. I would really like to leave you with this seven-day proactive challenge. For the rest of the week, I want you to think about the statements that you say to yourself that limits you, that are the excuses of why you can't do certain things. And I want you to catch those statements as they're being said. And when that happens, there is an opportunity for you to turn that statement around and see how you can take initiative into something and change your circumstances. Whether that be you're not happy with something at work, you're not happy with something that is at home, you're not happy with something that is yourself, you have more power than you realize to make the change. So let's take the next seven days and change the way that we see things because our re the rest of our year there's too many important things for us to do for us to be wasted on being stuck. As always, I would love to hear from you. Please go to my Instagram at the John Collective and message me about what your key takeaway was from this. Or if you disagree with anything or have a question about anything, because getting unstuck is a process. If you'd like to find out more about me, my website is thejohncollective.com, where you can find out more about my coaching services as well. We're going to continue next episode with guiding principle number seven. How you do anything is how you do everything. I look forward to speaking with you then.